Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Toyota renews its electric push. Your news update and we talk shrinking tax refunds on this edition of Arbitrage News Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage News Weekend. For April 22nd, 2023, I'm Joshua Stark. At Toyota's Tokyo headquarters on Friday, the company's new president, Koji Sato, announced an aggressive push toward electrification while acknowledging criticism that Toyota has lacked behind its competitors in terms of actual sales volume of electric vehicles. Sato intimated that Toyota views the criticism as encouragement to catch up in the electric car market. However, he also defended Toyota's recent record on reducing carbon emissions through other fuel-efficient technologies, such as hybrids. Sato emphasized that powertrain needs vary by market, with emerging markets being slower to adopt pure electric vehicles. After Twitter began removing blue verification check marks from accounts that do not pay a monthly fee, the social media platform has also removed labels that describe global media organizations as government-funded or state-affiliated. The move came after media outlets such as National Public Radio in the U.S. were designated state-affiliate media, which is also used to identify media outlets controlled or heavily influenced by authoritarian governments like Russia and China. NPR, which relies on the government for a small fraction of its funding, announced that it would stop using Twitter because the label was misleading even after Twitter changed it to government-funded media. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and Swedish Public Radio made similar decisions to quit tweeting. As a result of Twitter's action, CBC's government-funded label vanished on Friday and state-affiliated tags were removed from media accounts including Sputnik and RT in Russia and Xinhua in China. BuzzFeed News, a digital media outlet that first became popular from relatable list articles, is being shut down as part of a cost-cutting initiative by its corporate parent. The move is expected to result in layoffs of approximately 15% of the company's entire staff, in addition to earlier layoffs made this year. In a memo sent to staff on Thursday, BuzzFeed Incorporated co-founder and CEO Jonah Peretti announced that the news division, as well as its business, content, tech, and administrative teams, would be affected. Additionally, job cuts in international markets are being considered. BuzzFeed has approximately 1,200 employees in total, according to a recent regulatory filing. That means that around 180 people will be losing their jobs in the latest round of cuts. 
Peretti stated in his memo that he had made the decision to overinvest in the news division, but had failed to realize early on that the necessary financial support was not available to sustain operations. On Tuesday, a curious toddler earned the title of one of the smallest White House intruders after squeezing through the metal fencing on the north side of the executive mansion. Officers from the U.S. Secret Service Uniform Division, who are responsible for the White House's security, walked across the north lawn to retrieve the child and reunite him with his parents on Pennsylvania Avenue. During the reunification process, access to the complex was briefly restricted while officers questioned the parents while before allowing them to continue on their way. You're listening to Arbitrage News. It's a podcast available wherever you find your fine podcasts. More after this. I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This week's arbitrage blog includes Check Your Nickels, Small Business Credit Crunch, and We Talk Tax Refunds. All this and more in this week's arbitrage blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now, let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, I used to collect coins. I realize that this is the ultimate nerdy hobby, and it, it's uh, on Buffalo it's on Nickel, brand. 1950, I said nothing. 1943 D, Mint Penny. There you go. Um, yeah, what? It's it's kind of on <laughs> brand for me, but yeah, there yeah. You go. So apparently, scammers have been stuffing bags of nickels with rocks to give the appearance that more nickel is being traded than what is actually being produced. They, Didn't a bank just find a thing full of nickels? I mean, a thing full of rocks that were supposed to be nickels. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, so this was at uh, a J.P. Morgan location in Rotterdam where they had two-ton bags of nickels. Two-ton bags of nickels. Now, you heard me right with that. Well, hey, that's a lot of nickel. That's amazing, though. Can so, I get my nickel back? <laughs> Oh, never mind. Continue. Uh, uh, I prefer 50 Cent. But anyway. Uh, I prefer the Rolling Stones. But, you know, hey. Ah, there we go. All right. But anyway, here's the thing, right? This is this is um, raw, unrefined nickel that is used for money. Um, and they are <laughs> they're having to... They're having to instruct the inspectors to check bags of nickel by kicking them. Apparently, with when you kick with a steel-toed boot, it sounds different than if it was like a rock or the metal itself. That's a good call, Papa. I'm uh, sorry. That's a, that's a callback to New Orleans. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Frankie and Johnny. What? Oh, Royce, wait, no, I, Royce, no, Royce. Actually, I think that's different. Never mind. Keep going. But anyway, <laughs> J.P. Morgan uh, seems to be having problems with their nickel bags, uh, who has problems, you know, who kind of rolls downhill, right? The London Metal Exchange is saying, hey, this is not cool. It's invalidated all of their bags 
because uh, because some of them were found filled with stones instead of nickel. Somebody most likely snuck into their warehouse and, and stole the nickel and replaced uh, two tons of nickel with two tons of rock. Or they just were rocks to begin with. And, well, hey, conspiracy theory. We love it! <laughs> there we go. There we go. As of right now, it doesn't appear that Who the stone... their cheese? all right you see what i did there i see what you did there okay (laughs) so as of right now it doesn't appear that the stone bags were weighed to verify that it was nickel instead of rock but we'll see how this story develops because you know it's really a, a pain in the butt to have something that you thought was something and it ended up being something else which begs the question, which weighs more, a ton of nickel or a ton of stone? Or do they weigh the same? Oh, my God. Not <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> what about a ton of feathers? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Same thing. Sorry. It's the volumetric measurement there. All right. But <laughs> we're not mathematicians. We'll what? see you after this. Excuse me. Yes, I am. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. The state of Minnesota has announced a settlement in its lawsuit against Jewel Labs and tobacco company Altria. The first of many cases against Jewel to reach trial, this is, and the announcement comes just before the closing arguments. Jewel recently made its largest settlement to date, addressing the way it marketed its highly addictive products. The terms of the settlement will be remain confidential until they are publicly filed with the court in 30 days, according to Minnesota State Attorney General Keith Ellison. If it's similar to Jewel's other settlements, it could involve a multi-million dollar payment and restrictions on the marketing, sale, and distribution of vaping products. Ellison had originally sought over $100 million in damage. Ellison stated that after three weeks of trial, which exposed the actions taken by Jewel and Altria that contributed to the youth vaping epidemic, 
this settlement was reached in the best interest of Minnesotans. Jewell has said that it will work with the state to finalize the details in coming weeks. The company has settled with 48 states and territories, providing over $1 billion to participating states to combat underage use and develop cessation programs. Additionally, Jewell has reached a global resolution of U.S. private litigation, covering more than 5,000 cases brought by roughly 10,000 plaintiffs. During the trial's start, the state attorneys argued that Jewel unlawfully targeted young people with vaping products to get a new generation addicted to nicotine. Jewel's attorneys countered that their purpose was to convert adult smokers of combustible cigarettes to a less dangerous product and not to lure kids. While facing thousands of lawsuits nationwide, Jewel has settled most, including dozens with other states and U.S. territories. Last week, Jewel Labs announced its largest settlement of $462 million with six states and the District of Columbia to settle lawsuits related to its marketing tactics. As part of the deal, Jewel pledged not to market its products to anyone under the age of 35 and to limit the amount customers can purchase in retail stores and online. Minnesota was the first state to take Jewel to trial, which won a landmark $7.1 billion settlement with the tobacco industry in 1998. It filed its lawsuit in 2019 and added Altria, which formerly owned a minority stake in Jewel as a co-defendant in 2020. While the specifics of the Minnesota settlement may not differ significantly from previous settlements, Many attorneys say having a trial served a greater purpose by making things public that were not otherwise public. Jewel's rise was fueled by teenagers on the popularity of flavors like mango, mint, fruit medley, and creme brulee, and some became addicted to Jewel's high nicotine pods. The company dropped all U.S. advertising and discontinued most of its flavors in 2019, losing popularity with teens. Currently, Jewel's share of the now multi-billion dollar market has fallen to about 33% from a high of 75% in 2018. In September, Jewel agreed to pay more than $440 million over 6 to 10 years to settle a two-year investigation by 33 states into the marketing of its high-nicotine vaping products to young people. The settlement amounted to about 25% of Juul's U.S. sales in 2021. More after this on Arbitrage News. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. It is the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's no secret that inflation and a few other things have made interest rates rise and it limits borrowing opportunities. And it seems like small businesses are feeling that credit crunch. Uh, a lot of lot of lot of influences there going on, Royce, aren't there? Hey, but I like hard cider. Ha ah, ah. So uh, the story talks about Reverend Nat's hard cider, uh, Nat West, who uh, who believed that securing financing for a tap room would be pretty easy, uh, aiming to obtain fifty thousand. You know, he had been in business for a long time, generated one million in yearly revenue. Found out it wasn't it wasn't as easy. He got rejected pretty much everywhere he he went. Three lenders that he had tried uh, with previous uh, financing from, including one that he had an existing line of credit with, said no. I would suggest him getting a home equity line of credit, but ah. that's just me. <laughs> No. Leverage your own assets to grow your own business. That's hey, it's the American way. That's true. That's true. I, I get that. But it, it seems like approval rates for small business loans, big yeah, banks. Yeah, they're business been, loans because you're saying, hey, you have no collateral behind these loans. Put an asset behind it. It's easy to get a loan. Right. Right. Uh, it's been said that the approval rates have declined from. Uh, from 50% that they they were in 2020 to uh, just 14.2% as of February 2021, uh, down from 28.3% in February 2020. Well, with COVID-19 and basically the small business loans and anyone can get a loan because of COVID, yeah, it, it definitely... Was easier. Now, basically, people are tightening their, their belts and uh, basically buckling up. The The economy has been selling off, has lost about 20 to 29% over the last year or so. So, yeah, uh, even banks are feeling the crunch, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Fed tightening uh, interest rates and things like that, we, we keep a close eye on stuff like that because uh, that that's economy, you know. They're, they're trying to lessen inflation by discouraging and i just i really discouraging kind of have or enticing well if you raise interest rates doesn't it discourage people from from getting loans or entice banks to put out more so that way they have a higher return 
remember, there's always two sides to a coin. So I mean, hey, if banks aren't spending money on advertising, you raise the rate, that means they're going to get more for doing less. Why not? Advertise more. Get people to spend money. You got to keep the money and the economy moving. There you go. There you go. But it it appears that... uh, You don't have to approve everyone either. Well, that that's true. That is true. But there there's a give and take, isn't there? I mean, you know, if you don't approve someone's loan, then that doesn't build business. And bu- business builds customer base, which builds sales, which builds income. Yeah, but risk. Everything right. is risk. And banks usually don't take a lot of risk, so that's why I can see the drop in the number being approved, but that means they're getting better quality and less risky investors. As the interest rate increases and banks try to figure out uh, other ways of financing, uh, we'll keep an eye on this on the blog. More I'm after Smokey this. Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. ChatGPT could return to Italy soon if its maker, OpenAI, complies with the measures to satisfy regulators who had imposed a temporary ban on the artificial intelligence software over privacy worries. The Italian Data Protection Authority on Wednesday outlined a raft of requirements that OpenAI will have to satisfy by April the 30th for the ban on the AI chatbot to be lifted. The watchdog, known as Garante, last month ordered the company to temporarily stop processing Italian users' personal information while it investigated a possible data breach. The authority said it didn't want to hamper AI's development, but emphasized the importance of following the European Union's strict data privacy rules. OpenAI, which had responded by proposing remedies to ease the concerns on Wednesday, welcomed the Italian regulator's move. We are happy that the Italian Garante is reconsidering their decision, and we look forward to working with them to make ChatGPT available to our customers in Italy again soon, OpenAI said. Concerns are growing about the artificial intelligence boom, with other countries, from France to Canada, investigating or looking closer at so-called generative AI technology, like ChatGPT. The chatbot is trained on huge pools of data, including digital books and online writings, and able to generate text that mimics human writing styles. Under Italy's measures, OpenAI must post information on its website about how and why it processes the personal information of both users and non-users, as well as provide the option to correct or delete that data. 
the company will have to rely on consent of or legitimate interest to use personal data to train chat GPT's algorithms, the watchdog said. The Italian regulators had questioned whether there's a legal basis for OpenAI to collect massive amounts of data used to teach ChatGPT's algorithms and raised concerns that the system could sometimes generate false information about individuals. San Francisco-based OpenAI will have to also carry out a publicity campaign by May the 15th through radio and TV, newspapers, and the internet to inform people how it uses their personal data for training algorithms, Italy's watchdog said. There's also a requirement to verify users' ages and set up a system to filter out those who are under 13 and teens, between 13 and 18, who don't have parental consent. Only in that case will the Italian SA, or Supervisory Authority, lift its order that placed temporary limitation on the processing of Italian users' data so that ChatGPT will be available once again from Italy, the watchdog said on its website. More after this on Arbitrage. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Ugh! I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. If you're anticipating a tax refund this year, it's worth noting that it may not be as sizable as last year's. Additionally, ongoing high inflation rates mean that the money you receive won't stretch as far as it did in the past, Royce Wells. You are 100% right. Um... My refund was about half of what it normally is, like literally almost. And I'm like, wait a minute, how is what happened? Here's here's the thing, and we we discussed this off the air, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with sharing this. I did not get a refund this year. Period. It was it, zero. Ugh. Well, zero. I have, I think 
God for my deductions. Of course, yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, my children. You 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 have some cute deductions, that's for sure. But uh, according to the most recent IRS data, the hundred million taxpayers who have already returned had their returns processed by April received an average refund that was nine point three percent smaller than last year, due to part partly due to the the pandemic relief programs. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, the, the current average refund is $2,800 and 78, uh, $2,878, which is a reduction of nearly $300 from last year's $3,000. Um, can I have that one? I want that one. Right? Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I want to be average. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, though, right? Um, and I, I've been guilty of using this in the past. You know, it's a financial boost, right? Yeah. It is, it is, um, it's substantial support for people who need it, right? Yeah. Uh, working families. People bank on it even. Yeah. Right? Working families and things like that. Now, uh, the pandemic credit gave up to $3,600 per child, but the child tax credit drops this year, uh, drops to its previous amount of $2,000 per, per child. Uh, can I borrow uh, one? I'm just um, saying. No, I like no? all okay. of mine. Dang it. All right. Even the teenager. Well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. Uh, what? You know, and, and, and there was a tax credit. There's a, a dependent care credit, which provides a tax credit to parents and caregivers looking after the family members while they work and was extended to a maximum of $8,000 in 2021. But it's now been reduced to a maximum of $2,100. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's. But why? What? What's? Why are they reducing when things are going completely sideways? Well, I, I think part of it has to do with with laws expire with, with with these programs expiring. Uh, so it that should be as easy. Renew. We like this. Renew. You know, I I, I totally agree. Unfortunately, I, I'm not a lawmaker. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm not we, in the IRS we, we, either. Don't we vote these people in to vote for us? Aren't they looking out for our best interests? Are they? I just want to know. Um, I want my refund, and I want it now. Okay, not being J.G. Wentworth, not a sponsor, but, uh, you know, um, you know, tax refunds are used for stuff like paying off debts and increasing savings and that sort of thing. But with the rising costs of groceries, rent, gas, and that sort of thing, it's going to be a challenging thing for those who rely on it. Now, personally, I didn't budget a tax refund into my budget this year, so I'm good. But I can't Show imagine. Off. Well, I, <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like for people the, who are expecting, you know, three thousand dollars to just not, not get have anything. It. Yeah, yeah, no, think, that'll think, leave a mark. Think about that. <laughs> have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> You're mean. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is a privately held research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the contents of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to function as investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC, please visit arbitragetrade.com.